Sicily, 1943. A British armored column snakes its way up a narrow path headed up a steep rocky hill. At the top of that rocky hill is the German Hermann Goering Division put in place just to stop this Allied advance. Sighted perfectly down that gravel road is a German 50mm anti-tank gun. As the lead Sherman tank rounds the corner, the anti-tank gun crew can't believe their luck. Perfectly in sight, straight at the front of the hull, this is an easy kill shot for that 50mm gun. They check all their ammunition and continue to let the tank creep just a little bit closer. The game player that's actually controlling the Hermann Goering division picks up his 10-sided dice. He knows this is as close as it gets to a one-shot, one-kill opportunity. That is, if he rolls anything but a one. Welcome to Anything But A One, a podcast dedicated to historical miniature wargaming. Take it away, guys. Anything But A One is recorded at the spacious Tabletop General Studios. Okay, it's not studios, but Tabletop Generals is a gaming tavern here in San Antonio, a place to play all sorts of tabletop games, have a beer, and enjoy the occasional live music show. It can be found at 2543 Jackson Keller Road. You can call them at area code 210-908-9945. And of course, you can look them up on Facebook. Thanks for joining us on Anything But A One. What does the name mean? Well, if you're a gamer, you know it's the worst possible die roll at the worst possible time. My name's Tom Castanis, and our team includes Richard Martinez and Ray Winstead. The topic today, what makes a game good? Simple enough, right? Maybe. What's one thing that makes a game good? It's memorable. Memorable in a good way that we want to sit around and talk about it afterwards. So that it, it years meant, later, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, even years later, we sit around and we <laughs> talk still crap talk about, yeah, like you remember, remember like, we were there, yeah. you know, we were in that tank, uh, a game system that we all had, win or lose, yes. that you still had fun in, yep, and you're willing to revisit and talk about it and still talk smack thirty years after it happened, yep, yeah, yep. What do you um, think, right? Yeah, same thing. It, it, it. it for me, everything always centers back around how immersed I got in the game. So anything that keeps me immersed in the game, and a lot of it is the bragging rights. You know, I mean, Good or bad. I mean, yeah, you're really on the bad point. We're all going to have it. We're all going to be yeah. on one end or the other. I mean, one of our early Civil War games, actually it's kind of towards the end of our rally round the flag phase, was the big two-part game we played. Oh, that was, oh, that was yeah. amazing. That yeah, game. Yeah. I love that game. And, and talk about fortune swinging drastically from mm-hmm. one end to the other. And I think everybody involved in that game, which was two days, and they were probably like eight-hour games. Yeah, easily. They were all day. Each yeah. of mm-hmm. them. And everybody walked away from that feeling like they were part of some epic. And I want to be clear to the audience, we're literally talking about a game we played almost 40, 40 years, years ago. ago. Yes. And we still, everybody's got a smile on their face in this room remembering. You know, I probably couldn't tell you absolute little specifics, but I remember 
So I'm going to go to my thing. And, and this goes back to scenario writing in some ways. Um, another good friend of mine and I played a game up in Austin, Texas, a, a Fire and Fury game that was based on Chickamauga, if I'm not mistaken. And it was beautifully set up, and it was great miniatures and all that stuff. But, and as played out in the actual battle, I was on a wing where almost nothing happened. And I'm sorry, that's not fun. Right. Again, yeah. it's no flaw in the game. It's the way the battle played out. Mm -hmm. But if you're designing, unless you're refighting a historical battle where you've just got to be prepared that some things like that can happen, if we're getting together for a game of writer's scenario, I'm going to try and write where everybody gets to participate. Especially if you're playing one game a month because that's right. all everybody can get away for. And that's, and that's an excellent point, too, because, you know, how, how different would our opinions be on some of this stuff if we met weekly like some of these people do, and by yeah. the way, out there, if you're in a group that meets weekly or something like that, we, we bow before you because yeah. we... Appreciate what you've got. We not fight, everybody can do we that. We fight <laughs> like tooth and nail to get a game a month and a couple of little throw-ins here yeah. and there. And now, of course, this is being recorded in the middle of the great pandemic, so we haven't even had an opportunity to do that now. We were going pretty good for a little while, but you know, mm -hmm. you know we had we something, were you know, murder hornets always shows up and <laughs> stops us from gaming. So I asked the question, what makes a rule set good? The very, very, very uh, subjective question. But you know, the reality of it is we learned what was good by learning what was bad. bad. So yeah. in one thing, what is one thing in a rule set to you that ruins it? I think the obsession with balance and the obsession with points. Okay. The, the getting into the gaminess over what makes it feel like I'm immersed in the period. Mine is, is very biased. And had I chosen as a Napoleonic player to play the French or the British, I would probably think it's the most sterling aspect of any rule set. But as someone who's painted a lot of Austrians, <laughs> I really hate a rule set that gives me commanders with negative ratings. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that these were buffoons, but I'm now the one in charge. Mm -hmm. Don't saddle me with that buffoonery. I get if they had a poor staff system, I can't issue as many orders as the French player. I understand if they were poorly trained or they were largely a conscript unit, they're not going to have the stamina on the battlefield. But don't saddle me with immediately, I, I need a commander, you know, this unit has to have a commander to move forward, but the only commander I have is a minus three. And I slap him, you're predetermining that I'm not, I have no chance of winning this game on my own accord as a commander. Right. I accept rough, bad acknowledge troops. acknowledge the fact that even a bad commander can have a good day. True. And good commanders can have bad days. Bad days. Mr. Bonaparte. <laughs> One thing makes a game bad, Richard. Um, I think I'll go back to what we had talked about earlier, and that is a mechanic that doesn't make sense in the system. And yeah. so the example that I can um, um, think of there would be um, scale. Uh, in Empire, when you're trying to play these core level actions and you're worried about where to place it on the skirmisher screen, 
breaks my mindset of what's happening. So it's it's the scale for me in the yeah. game, and that when they, some games become overly ambitious, they try and take too many things to account to get that realism or authenticity. Empire again. I, that you are absolutely right. That is the thing that kills more games mm-hmm. than any other thing. It, it, they don't know what kind of game are, they want to be. You are trying to be the emperor, and you're trying to command that skirmish unit at the same time and everybody else in That's between. Right. One thing I think, I, I understand why rules writers do it, and they certainly do it in bolt action, and I, I've mentioned it in a couple of Facebook groups and got shot down, which I would have expected to anyhow, as I see people <laughs> playing, you know, so bolt action, your, your basic list in bolt action, for those of you that haven't played them, can't imagine anybody listening to this that hasn't at least heard of it, you know, is a reinforced platoon, right? So it's a couple of companies, some support weapons, and a vehicle. That's how that game was originally designed. Mm-hmm. But just look on Facebook and watch people reenacting Kursk <laughs> with, with bolt action. But and, and their defenses, and they're absolutely right, there's a section in the rules that say, you can totally play big battles. Because the guys that wrote the rules sell miniatures. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't, and if your idea of fun is pushing 7,000 individually mounted soldiers around, knock yourself out. There's no part of that that ever makes me believe that that's what that rule set was written for. And I think you, we've done this, both going too small and too large. You hamper the mechanics of those rules when you don't play within the realm of what they were designed for. I think the single most important page in any set of rules, if they're included, are designer notes. Yep, that's a normally yes. required, for me, a required reading. First thing I read. That's the yeah. first thing I read when I buy a rollbook now. I don't look for the charts anymore, I go straight to the design notes. Yeah, because that tells but, you what they're expecting for this to come mm-hmm. out of. You know, look, again, the company everybody loves to hate, but we're gonna do an entire episode on Warlord. There's some great videos of Rick Priestley just I'm not going to mm-hmm. say quite shooting the finger at everybody, but it's like, no, my set of rules, don't like them, don't play them, it's good. We yeah. liked them, they were fun, let's have a beer. Well, and he's like, okay, I look, I can argue, but I can't argue his point. Right. He did his thing, you know, UBU, right? And he he's him, and yep. they're having a good time, a, he made yeah, a lot of money. Was, there was a guy on Facebook not too long ago um, who was talking about Blood Red Skies, and his whole goal was getting enough stuff together to react, reenact, or, or game out an entire B-17 raid with like a whole squadron of B-17s and like three squadrons of P-51 escorts. Oh my so Lord. he's talking something like a hundred and some odd Oof. airplanes on a game table for one side. Right. Not both sides, right. but just one side. Right. And my reaction was, knock yourself out. I'm quite happy with six. Because I don't want to bog myself down. Well, it's all with, the guys playing Cruel Seas building Bismarcks, too. I mean... That's true. Yeah. I, I don't want to bog myself down spending an hour just moving yeah. my miniatures along. Oh, it, oh, it, oh, 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 flashback. And it was a board game. 
War in the East, War in the West, the old oh, SPF, all of World God. War II, 80 million little cardboard counters. And we got through two whole turns right. in four months you almost before made it. that game finally broke you, down because somebody <laughs> tripped and knocked all the little piles of counters over. Yeah. So, I mean, again, boys and girls, if that's what makes you tick, if the idea of all of those old counters or all of those little airplanes or all those little individual soldiers is the thing that makes you happy, man, knock yourself out. We're just here yeah. to say the three of us strongly yeah. disagree. No, <laughs> it's not for us. Yeah, right. that, and that's it. I get it. I understand it. I, on some level, would probably like to do it. And I'm the guy who likes big armies. Yeah. But there's also a point where... I want the game to flow. Right. And when yeah. you get too much stuff on the board, the flow stops. You, here's, a, here's a half full half. one side goes out for lunch while you're just, <laughs> like, maneuvering your stuff around. Here's, here's a half full glass, half full glass, half empty thing. You show me six millimeter miniatures, and I say, awesome, I'm going to do a big game because my little 25, six millimeter miniature is going to represent it. A regiment or a brigade or a division like a blucher. I just saw somebody online that's doing six millimeter one to one French battalions. Oof, wow. Like 800 I've, little tiny six millimeters. Like, what's I've the point? I mean, again, <laughs> again, UBU, right? Totally. But, like shift a battalion. No, yeah. And, and boys and girls, I just want to say this off. I can paint really fast, but I don't want to do that. There's no point yeah. in me that wants to do that. I'm so thrilled when I finally got what I feel is a usable force to play with, mm -hmm. you know. I will say this about your painting. If you only compare yourself to me and Richard, you paint really Oh, really I'm light speed here. <laughs> <laughs> For like glacial, glacial speed here. But, um, I measure battalions in years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is, I have a tendency to want to use some of everything. Okay. If I'm playing a French Napoleonic army, I want some guard, I want some line troops, I want some cavalry, I want my artillery. Right. And I have a tendency to want to go for more points. I can get all this stuff in there. But, and, and both of you guys have always pushed for smaller games. Because you want a game you can finish. Mm -hmm. And I always feel limited because I can't play all my stuff. However, you guys more often than not, probably not for the reasons that you intended, but I have come to notice that the smaller games where you don't get all the cool little toys tend to be the most fun. I would agree with that. I, I, but I you know what? That, that's life. You want to play with all those things. Yeah, I just want don't my guard. Get to. I, you know, right. the guard's the cool part. I want my. But I can see. I mean, I understand. I've had that more fun playing sense. without them than I did with right. them. You know, my inclination. Forty k. I gotta have some of everything <laughs> on this list. That's another you know, that's they another make genre. But podcast. those games really just aren't nearly as much fun. Then the games where well, I got a couple of troops and some little special whatever and went after it. I think when you have to make hard choices, it makes for a fun game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do, doing, uh, completing the mission with what you have. Right. I mean, it's like 
you know what, I got the wrong tool for the job, but it's going to have to do. Let's go in and, and get it done. And I'll, I'll go on race side for this one. I like list building kinds of games. If you're just doing it purely from a, a competitive standpoint where it's a thousand point game and we're going to play the, the dust up or we're going to play the, this scenario. First of all, I'm okay with the points. Don't tell them what scenario they're going to play. Because you rarely get to handpick the exact things you want to do for the job. I mean, unless it's a big, you know, D-Day kind of plan where mm -hmm. you've been planning for years and you need this many landing craft and this many aircraft and this much shore bombardment. You're in the field. You go with what you've got. That's very true. And, uh, and I will say this is kind of in defense of the tournament game. Not that I've played in a, in a vast number. I've only, I can, I played in one tournament one time for a fantasy game, uh, fantasy game system. But... The way they they kind of uh, build for that, build that into the system is you've got one continuous force that you've got to take to all the different all games. All the different scenarios. And you've got a variety of scenarios. Some are, i got to reach this out of the battlefield. Some are, i got to defend yeah. the homeland. Some are, i got to destroy the enemy. So you've got to have an all-arounder yeah, list true. to meet all the objectives. Otherwise, you'll do well on one game, and, and you'll suck in all the rest. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of built into the... the the style of how that tournament runs. So kind of. From what I've seen. From the one I played in, that's how it works. And, and I'm a poor judge of it because you know me. You like so when he like says play. tournament, I'm like on my way out. <laughs> so the discussion of what makes a game good, it's real easy to throw shade at an author and say I don't like that mechanic. And there's a lot of very questionable mechanics out there that we can talk about. But a lot of it is how we play them how we choose to present them, mm -hmm. how we, the, the effort that we put into develop. You know, let's go back to, you know, as we chose our favorite games, I said I like Fire and Fury. Well, you know, they gave you some wonderful scenario books to go with that. Mm -hmm. And they're excellent. And mm -hmm. there's a tremendous community online that posts their oh, own. Sure. And by the way, all the best uh, Age of Eagles games we've had we're based off of those online scenarios that other people did. So I don't know that a, a good scenario can make a bad game better, but it can make a good game great. Right. right. Yes. You know, there's some games you can't save. Empire Third. Um, <laughs> I mean, here's... You're right. I mean, I, I think it's a lesson we learned. I mean, we, we, it took us a while to learn it, but once we did learn it, I think we realize it, we recognize it. We don't always do it, but we recognize right. it, that it, there has to be some sort of scenario design. Now, I'll exclude introductory games when we're learning a game system. Yeah, that's true. Like, for yeah. example, most of the pike and shots, I put them in the realm of introductory games. Yeah, we're just throwing. We, yeah. we have Roll stuff painted, we throw it down, there. You push them till the wheel breaks, and yeah. then you go, okay, how are we doing? Right. Saga, same thing. Right. Yeah, you're just learning how the mechanics um, of the game works. Right. So we're breaking them in. Yeah, but once they've been established and we agree, I mean, uh, I think early on we kind of realized that that wasn't uh, a way to approach it. I.e., the endless divisions of Russian grenadiers that you know I broke three divisions, but there's ten more back in the mud. Right. That's a game. Of, that's basically kill match. You know, it's, it's the game that a last miniature, and and we don't have time. It's a when game we have... in a, of attrition where you have no chance of ever <laughs> attrition. Right, unless you got a weekend, <laughs> a couple of weekends, a couple set up. But yeah, it's just. It goes back to the, that morphing ideology of what we think makes a good game. When I was 16, I thought that it had to have every detail that I personally knew about mm 
<laughs> to make it realistic. You know, I opened that box of rules, or have, consider we're talking about the 80s. If I got that hand mimeographed set of rules. That Ziploc bag. That Ziploc <laughs> bag, and 19 charts didn't fall out of it, I felt like I was screwed. <laughs> How can this possibly be a good game yeah. when it doesn't take into account seasonal weather reactions to gunpowder, you know, ridiculous things. And as I got older, I realized, number one, those things didn't play as big a part in the historical events as I thought. And number two, I just didn't care. Exactly. I remember the very thing that made me decide that Johnny Reb was a cool game before we had ever played the game. The one thing was when I oh, started I digging through the chart. The artillery chart. No. No? They had rifles. They had a separate chart for, for rifles oh. Oh, okay. compared to the muskets. Smoothbore muskets. And they had the... Repeaters. Yeah, repeaters. Which, by the way, all and that... And I thought, okay, so we actually have the rifled muskets. We now have, you know, sharpshire type. Right. Rifle rifles, you know, the aggregate, and we have the repeat. This is all there. It's got it all. It has to be right. They took the time to put, and I realized later on, none of that shit really mattered all that Superficial, super, superfluous yes. information in the grand scheme. Because, by the way, it was just a different chart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Berdan were an amazingly armed unit that lost a lot of battles, by the way, were a part of a lot of yeah. losing endeavors. Didn't really help, you know. So, all right. And, and that one notation made them central to just about every freaking game we played because they had a better chance. They some, everything somehow wound up hinging around them. They, so, they, they became the, the guys the that the Confederates <laughs> wanted to kill. They gave the guys that always got pushed up in some... So they, I asked the they question. They played a very disproportionate part of our battles to what they did in real life. You know, so, so we've discussed what makes a game good, and we've discussed what makes a game bad. And, you know, it, it, it's ultimately... The common thread I'm seeing in all of this is really the purpose for these games is getting together. Right. Yeah. You know? It's a social aspect. And the thing, the mechanism that got us together can't impair us from socializing. Yeah. It can't be Johnny Reb where our socializing turns into a fist fight. <laughs> right? Which it too often did. You know? Um, who wrote John? John Hill. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, John. <laughs> um, scourge upon our well, right. you know, or, or a game where you're just so frustrated with the mechanic that there's not that banter there's not that I, I got one over on you or oh damn it my die roll screwed me out of that thing or whatever where everybody's in a corner flipping through books God and that it. was me and Empire I do <laughs> not remember a game getting even through a complete turn without spending 30 minutes digging through a rule book Trying to figure out how something was going to work. And dear listeners, I want to qualify. We're idiots, but we can read. <laughs> yeah. We can read with the best of them. You know, and, and, and yeah, why do... I don't want a game that shoots in ladders. But I also don't need it to be a Chilton's Guide on how to rebuild my 73 Nova. I mean, somewhere in the middle, please. Somewhere yeah. in the middle. 
That's going to do it for this installment of Anything But A One. For Ray Winstead, Richard Martinez, and myself, Tom Castanhas, thanks for tuning in. We hope to see you next time. 